Hey everyone, welcome to She Brigade, the podcast. I'm your host, Bilun Jamusemeche. At She Brigade, we aim to empower by aspiring to storytelling. On this show, we chat to different phenomenal women around South Africa, and we dive into their stories and journeys that have led them to where they are today. Let's dive in. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of She Brigade. On today's show, we have Pimelo Sukhoe. Sikwe. So the O, you pronounce it as a W. Like a W. Yeah. I'm Zana. I don't know why I don't know this. Pimelo <laughs> <laughs> Sikwe. Yes. yes. So Pimelo is the founder of Mill Tribe, which is a branding and social media management company. Yes. SMMEs. Um, she's also the founder of Her Tribe Foundation. That's an NPO true. that's aimed at empowering young girls. But your, should I call it your day job, your, is as a wellness coach. So personal, you're a personal development consultant. That's the one. That's correct. Um, and that's under the company Life with Pimi. Yay! Yes. So welcome <laughs> to the show. Welcome to the show, Pimi. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank so you. there's also a bunch of other stuff that you do, but it's fine. We'll talk about yeah. that. <laughs> I feel like this is like, just like, you know, the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So on the show... That's what you tell us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So on the show, um, we like to start from the beginning. Cool. Start from the beginning. Tell us a bit about who you are, you know, your childhood and what has led to you being who you are today. Oh, this is such a deep question. Okay. Um, <laughs> Pamela, I am... So I'm a wellness coach by purely purpose and passion. Mm. When I was younger... Um, so I was born and raised in Rustenburg, and then I came to Johannesburg for primary school, got homesick um, because I, I grew up with my grandmother. Yeah. So I think around grade, grade nine, I was, I was so done with Johannesburg. Really? I was, I was extremely homesick. Um, I really, really needed to be with her. So I moved back to Rustenburg. Okay. And I went to do my my senior high at Lebanon um, Second College of the Royal Buffet That's why I matriculated. And in that time, for me, it was a very interesting period of my life. And I think it kind of shaped um, a lot of my personality or maybe the... Ch- trajectory of my life because grade grade 10 I'm this new girl and and it was a small school Mm. um so everyone knows everyone I'm this outcast from Johannesburg and Rustenburg's a small town yeah so there's already a lot of like who she uh, uh, and yeah there's clicks and there's everybody yeah exactly (laughs) and you're just there like can I get a friend (laughs) (laughs) so um (laughs) I ended up Bonding very quickly with um, a friend of mine, Balisa. I'm still friends with her. And another guy friend of mine, Botlali. And they were my riders. So one thing about my personality is I don't focus on the people that are not um, cheering or the people that are not in my circle or the people that aren't really for me like yeah that's fine you know um the most important thing for me is to make sure that the people 
that I am on good terms with or the people that are there for me mm. get the best of me. Yeah. You, you know, you can't control everything. So I'm this new girl. And then I remember in grade, like towards the end of the year, um, we were applying for leadership roles. And I hadn't actually, I don't think I, I had purposefully told myself that I'm going to be like, a lead in X and B and I want to be like head girl. None of that. I, yeah. you know, but you know, I was like, oh, let's see, let's see what I let's do. Try it out. Yeah. I thought <laughs> let's try it out because it was something, because it wasn't something that I had envisioned myself in. I thought to myself, why haven't I have, why don't I have this image of myself? Mm. Why Don't haven't I stretched out. myself to be there? Mm. So that's what led me to do it. Okay. So I apply, and then you have to pitch in front of the school, and I'm like, okay. And that's probably where my speaking comes from, because okay. I've actually been speaking since I was 16. Stated my case in front of the school, and then I get elected as deputy head of school. That's so intense. What? Your school? <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> You have so, to pitch. Yeah, you pitch in front of the school. Like you need to, you need to convince the school why they should vote for you. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, listen, <laughs> I got it. Okay. <laughs> and I don't know what made them vote, but they vote for me. And I think for me that was the biggest. You're here for a reason, mm. you know. And it also challenged me because my grandmother would always say to me, "Don't put yourself on a pedestal." No one is above you. Mm. No one is below you. Mm. You're exactly where everyone else is. And she was saying that because I come from Joburg. I come from the city. So everything's faster, yeah. you know. Yes. Get on in the city. <laughs> you know, yeah. when you get when you get to Rassenberg and you get to like this village or whatever, like a small town, mm. you might think that you're light years ahead of other people. Yeah, I, I come from a small town. Right? I'm from Mafike. Yeah. And... Yeah, we had that too. Like, Joburg is like Joburg. Mm, mm, you know, people mm. from, like, Joburg is that place. And that's why people don't trust you. Like, when you go, like, <laughs> you know? You know? Yeah. So, not, she thinks she knows everything. She thinks she knows everything. Unahana, <laughs> you know? Yeah. All of that. <laughs> so, I remember my grand, when she said that to me, um, I was like, whoo, this lady. Like, what did I do? <laughs> you know? <laughs> But but it but it resonated and I remember it what like not ten years later. Mm. Um and the lesson there wasn't just about like school. Cause she was like, just because you come from Joburg doesn't mean you're smarter than any of these girls. Yeah. <laughs> you're about to sneeze. I need to sneeze, but it's not coming. Okay, sorry, I'm so sorry. That's <laughs> okay, it's okay. Yeah. And and it was true. Like there was this girl in my class. And she was brilliant. And when I say brilliant, uh -huh. I mean like she's an actual scientist right now. Like okay. absolutely amazing. And I thought to myself, oh, mind blown. But that, I think that for me was the first time I learned that my race is mine. My journey is mine. And my purpose is not to be better mm. than someone else. And that's when I learned that my marks... Because I was a I was an A student, right? But but I had to work for that A. And mm. maths was the bane of my existence. Like I could barely crack a B. <laughs> and I was like, yo, oh, you know, like I'm struggling with this A status. Cause that was the thing also. I identified with my academics and that would yeah. make me feel good mm. about myself. So 
grade 11, I'm deputy head, and then matric, I'm head of school. I'm the first female head of school. Oh. It's nuts. So <laughs> not only have I been working under like a head of school that was a guy, there hasn't been any female head of school. So all of these younger girls, great. So when you're head of school in the bonnet, you have to engage with the entire school. So from grade R all the way to metric. Oh, yeah. That's a lot. yeah. Mm, it's a big so responsibility. It's a, it's a mammoth task because not only are you just being somewhat of a leader to your to your peers and whoever else but there's this grade one kid who's gonna remember you and mm. you'll be long gone you know yeah. i go back to when i go to Lebanon and i don't go often enough um unfortunately but i'm gonna go soon <laughs> when i go there there's still kids who i i i don't remember simply because like guys it's yeah. been <laughs> and they'll be like Oh, you came to my class this other day. Like, they remember me. They remember. Because rem- you do that, right? Part yeah. of my responsibilities was engaging. Like, you needed to be with the kids. See the kids. Speak to the kids. What are they doing? Or, you know, what do they like? Mm. Just, okay. and, and, and for me, that, I think that's the seed that really was deeply planted in me and now has manifested itself as a wellness coach because okay. I've I've my my happiness is so intrinsically tied to the development and and seeing it in others mm. seeing people believe in themselves seeing people happy um being able to leave you with a sense of I can because that's what my position was as head of school. I left girls thinking I can. Because after me, I think the, the next head of school was a girl. Oh, right. So then it started. Then yeah. it started. Now heads of schools are, hmm. isn't this, isn't a boy. It's not a stereotype. It's exactly. Not, it can be anyone. It's the whole notion of girls saying they want to be nurses and boys being doctors. You know, I wanted girls to not just be head of outreach, head of uh, academics, head of environment, but head of school. Mm. You know, you are leading everyone. And for me, that was the most important thing, just to show girls that you can lead it all. (laughs) Like, all of it. (laughs) Nice. Everyone reports to you. And you lead everyone. Um, It was such a... Now that I think about it in retrospect, I can pick up on all of these lessons that I learned there. Yeah. While you're learning, you sometimes you don't see it. Mm, you're, yeah. you're, you're just trying so hard to be the best and do the best job you can. Yeah. Ubi easy. You just be you're man, in your mind. Ubi yeah. <laughs> you're in matric. You're trying to not fail. You're at your Exactly. You know? Yeah. And you've got your own issues. Like you're exactly. I'm 18 years old. I've got boy drama. Like you know, it's a lot. Yeah. And I think I think for me the biggest takeaway was just the impact you can have when you decide. And there's nothing more powerful than a mind that has, that's been made up. I made up my mind. Like this is what I wanted, and. And, you know, I got to leave a very important mark in the school. Um, I came back to Joburg. I went to Vega. Vega was amazing. I had to go to Vega because I wasn't, I I wouldn't have been able to go to a a bigger university. I wouldn't have been able to um, function in Wits or UJ because the body is small. Oh, okay. Like the entire grade 
yeah. with 30 kids. That that was a class. And that I was my, like a very public school. <laughs> my classroom was 30 people. <laughs> Entire grade. That's all. And that was the biggest grade. For me to get into the one, and my, my, I remember my, my mom had to, um, my stepmom, my stepmom went to the school to see the principal, to say, my child does not have a school. Like, she has to come yeah. here. She's <laughs> from Joburg. I can't take her anywhere else. I had to be, like, put in. Because mm. it was, no, we're too full. At, like, 29, we're like, they're like, no. So, it's too many. Yeah. Then I get in and look, hit a school. What you talking about? <laughs> there's, a, so there's no regrets there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, thank goodness. <laughs> so I went to Vega and that was the best decision for me because I'm also a very relationshipy person. Like mm. I need a relationship with my lecturers. I need to be able to know people in my class. Mm. You know, uh, that's how I function. And and it makes sense that my my work is relationshipy based. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm creating all of these multiple relationships with my clients who trust me enough to tell me what they're going through mm. and and trust that I'll be able to lead them out of it or lead them through it because that's that's the biggest thing I think that um I try to do I was today I was at church and our pastors were saying something to oh this is not the big message but he was just saying you need like once you have your vision, you need the tools to make it happen. Yeah. And for me, I think of myself as someone who gives people the tools to, to get through whatever they need mm. to, to, to do their work because w- w- there's no shortage of motivation. The internet go on to Pinterest right now and say motivation. Quotes. <laughs> quotes for, for, days. The, for days, years, <laughs> you know, like we're not we're not short of motivation. Yeah. There's so many. Sorry, ooh, that's nasty. There's so <laughs> many <laughs> motivational videos on YouTube, um, and I'm not taking away from that. Like people are motivational speakers, and that's great. I think for me, my role isn't to be a motivational speaker. I'm that I want to come in after the motivation. After you feel like, oh, you want to do this? Let's see how. Let's make it Let's happen. Make, like, what do you need to do? How are you going to move from A to B? Okay. Maybe can you just unpack what exactly you do so, for our listeners? Okay. Um, I do, I almost said everything from, and that's not true. <laughs> I work specifically in personal development, building your self-image, learning how to... <laughs> There Sorry. we go. So everything from building your self-esteem to learning better habits of engaging with yourself and mm-hmm. thus engaging with other people. Because you know, right now, self-care and self-love is so buzzy. Um, yes, you know, yeah, it's such like a buzzword. Trending, literally, like truly. Yeah. And 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 a part of me feels like the essence of the work that needs to be done is being lost because it's very glamorized. Yeah. Self-care is like Masking. spas and masks <laughs> and yeah. like fragrances yeah, yeah. and like retreats on the beach. <laughs> and that's like not only it. That's that's like, you see when you've got a cake, the retreats and the masks and that's the icing. Yeah. 
Or even the sprinkles. <laughs> it's, it's the stuff that if the cake didn't have, it would still be a cake. Mm. Self-care is work. It's discipline. Actually, Self-care is knowing that procrastination is going to lead you to not the goal you are actually striving for. Mm. Self-care is waking up when you said you would, if it was five, it's five, and going to gym because your self-image is consistently being broken down by the fact that you cannot love your body and now you want to do something about it Mm. and you promised yourself that you are going to get fit. That's self-love. It's committing to the promise you made. It's, It's so... It's not postable yeah it, it actually is yeah. you know we get to post the highlights we get to post the cute things took myself shopping <laughs> right yes. but but okay took yourself shopping um a lot of people shop to feel better about something what is I'm, that I'm, a, I'm an emotional shopper i won't even lie to you <laughs> I do that. Really? I shop when I'm excited because I feel like I must reward myself. Yes. And I shop when I'm sad because I feel like I deserve something nice because I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's very expensive, unfortunate habit. And self-care isn't supposed to be. No. That doesn't right. really help me. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. The biggest, I think, if we're going to think, okay, when is it self-care and when isn't it self-care? Yeah. If something takes away energy, it's not self-care. Yeah. That's like my rule of thumb. Mm. Self-care re-energizes you. It brings you yes. energy. It, it renews your mind, your spirit, your emotions, your body. It's supposed to give. It's not a taker. Mm. And you taking away from your bank. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> yeah. It's a problem. <laughs> and I always have to sit down and talk to myself. Stop it. Please. <laughs> Afterwards. <laughs> I shouldn't have done that. Mm. <laughs> regret. Yeah. So that's that's part of my work. Yeah, you know, okay. Unpacking things like that. Mm. Um, I was working with a lady uh, some time ago last year, actually. Yeah, and it, and we worked together for quite some time, close to half a year. And and that's also another thing. Like people want when people speak about, oh, um, are you a life coach? How what are your services? Da da da. da. Mm. I get so uncomfortable because I, do, I don't like to think of myself as a life coach because I don't want someone having me on speed dial for 10 years. Oh, okay. Because, yeah. because then I'm not doing my job. Mm. You see, when you're in the business of helping people, then you need to help people be independent. If someone consistently needs you, something's wrong. After your job, yeah. you're not, you haven't done your job. Mm. You are the one making them dependent on you. Mm. And if it's like a doctor. You go into the dog, they tell you what's wrong with you. They give you what you need to get it fixed. And you don't go there. You shouldn't have to go back. You shouldn't have to. Yeah. Otherwise, that doctor lies. (laughs) (laughs) Some Right? Mm -hmm. And that's how I think of my work. If you need me for more than a year, two, three, five, I'm not doing my job. Mm. Or you don't need me. We we, We need someone else. We need a therapist. Yeah, we need a psychiatrist, something, mm. right? And that for me is what helps me crack down on the fluff, because it's important for me to to give someone something tangible today. This is what I need you to do. do this is your exercise. These are the things that I want you to do. This is your homework, um, and that's that's how I think I try to maintain 
um, some sort of quality assurance. Mm. It helps me in it helps me in understanding. It helps me in respecting my work. It helps me consistently push myself. Yeah. Because I, I don't believe in just saying things. Like, why, why would you give someone information that isn't proven some way? Or, like, there needs to be research. We need results. Something. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like, if I tell you... Um, so I'm currently working on my affirmations journal and it's actually complete. Like the con- the content is done and I'm so excited. Lord Jesus. Okay. Because, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> I, want, I want to have it out in August women's month. Um, but the, the, the purpose of this journal is because words are so important. Words have so much meaning and so much power. And we don't, we, we sometimes forget that's why we talk negatively to ourselves. That's mm-hmm. why we 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 catch ourselves and then we make it seem like a joke. Like you're like, oh, I'm so fucking stupid. And you're like, ha, huh, joking. And that's not true. Yeah, why are like, you saying that? Don't, don't say that because your body doesn't know the difference mm-hmm. between a joke and a fact. Whatever you say, the energy you release, the universe isn't gonna filter it out. Like, yeah. oh, this is a joke. Yeah. No, no, no. Let's leave that one. We'll, no, we'll use that one. No, that's your. That's the energy you've put out. Mm-hmm. And it's and the thing is. It's not easy learn unlearning negative self-talk because we're surrounded by it mm. consistently. Growing up, you're not adults didn't know how to give feedback um, constructively. It was constructive feedback, but packaged in hurt. Yes. So what do I take? I take everything. Mm. And the feedback, I might not even think the feedback is constructive anymore because it just hurts. So you can't look past the hurt and actually get to the... mm. And how do you implement something into your life that hurts? You'll just, you'll take offense Mm. and hold on to that offense. And that offense manifests itself into different things, Mm. right? Mm. You end up speaking terribly to other people because you don't know how to speak to people. Mm. And that's the society we live in. And that's why I try and work against that's what all my projects are trying to combat that's what all my work i've all of the the all of my clients at one point or another i've had to work with them about how they speak to themselves Mm. like actual work how do i teach them to catch themselves in the moment yeah yeah how do you learn how to rephrase what you say because speaking is like breathing we do it without thinking but we need to learn that speaking has to happen with thinking. Mm. Like it's not like breathing. It's something that affects you, that manifests your reality, and that impacts your. It needs to be intentional. It has to Everything be intentional. Actually, yeah, it has to. Mm. And if it's not intentional, sing. <laughs> Get a song and sing. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't do that thing. <laughs> okay. Okay, so can you tell us a bit about how you got into that? So what did you start with when you went to Vega? What did you study? Okay. And how did your career journey lead you to do this now with your life? So my career didn't lead me here. I think my life led me here. Mm -hmm. Um, At Vega, I studied brand building and management. Uh, 
so I graduated a brand builder or a strategist. That's what I, yeah. Um, professionally, I'm a strategist mm. and I copyright. So those are my, like, when we talk about technical skills, yes. I'm a very strong strategist and I'm a very good copywriter. And that's the work that um, I technically led with. Like after graduating, that this is the, the value that I could offer. Mm. Um, I worked for a small startup um, that was in the CSI space because CSI was my favorite module. And I, when I graduated, I thought I'm going to be in CSI. I am going to help corporates mm. develop communities because they don't know <laughs> what they're doing. And I don't see any like longevity <laughs> impact. So that was my plan. Um, so I did. I worked um, for the startup and we made recyclable school bags for kids. And I would engage with top corporates on like sponsoring bags. But then I think... All over two years in, I would consistently have to go to the schools and do feedback, right? So I want to see how has the bag impacted your life? Um, where are they now? Are you still using it? Mm. And for me, that was when my why started breaking down. Because I've always needed a reason. <laughs> Bless I'm you. I'm so sorry. I don't know what's going on today. <laughs> no, you can't be sorry. Yeah, that's your <laughs> Like, I've always needed a why. Mm. Like, why am I waking up in the morning? more than money because money is not enough for me no it's it, don't get me wrong we need it and it's very important and don't let anybody make you do work for free but, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? but but it's not enough to feed the soul no you know it's not enough to give to keep you going when it's tough and and that's what a why needs to do um and my why has always been being helping people and i think service is is the common thread amongst humanity i think that's what links everyone like mm. all of our purposes are rooted in serving serving others and we serve people differently mm. so mm. when i looked at my service i i just thought this is not it like i didn't see the true impact i didn't see my service being really meaningful. Yeah. And that's where was my biggest. I need, I need, I need to get out and to get into something that I know for a fact has had an impact. And for me, that led to me asking, okay, what can I give someone that no one can take away? No one can absolutely take this away. It cannot be a tangible thing. Mm. Um and it needs to come from them. And then I thought, I can give someone their self-esteem back. I can build someone's self-image. And literally, I kid you not, I became obsessed <laughs> with the, the, how self-images are mm, built. Yeah. I was researching everything. <laughs> I'm like, okay, who, who has written on this? What books are written? What's the best book? And then I found this book, um, Psycho-Cybernetics. Yeah. Psycho-Cybernetics. Yeah. Okay, I haven't and, heard and, of it. <laughs> well, it's, an, it's a very old book. Okay. But every single book about self-image and building your self-image is based on it. And then I thought, you know what? I need to understand everything in here because this is how I'm going to learn. Because mm. remember, I just studied branding. My family's yes. like, go, you got a degree, go out and work. Mm. And now I figure out, shucks, I want to be building people. Shouldn't I be in psychology? Who's funding that? So I had to think, if I'm born in the age of access, 
I need to use this access. So I am literally going on the internet, reading up on whatever, um, like different research on specific topics that I want to learn on, finding the book. Okay, is this person a a psychologist? Okay, great, I can listen to them. Yeah. Because because where else am I going to learn? I have to learn from psychologists. I have to learn from people who are where I want to be, writing the kind of things that I want to be, you know, informed about Mm. and who know more than me. So are you completely self-taught then? I'm completely self-taught. Oh, wow. Completely. And it's, and you know what? It's crazy because whenever like people ask me, oh, what did you study today? Yeah. I'm like, (laughs) girl. Naturally. Everyone was like, oh, how did you? Yeah. Everyone asked me that. Everyone asked me that. And But you know what? Um, I think also it goes over and beyond what I could have studied. Like, I think if this wasn't my purpose, I wouldn't be so passionate about it. I could have literally went straight there and I don't think I would have been as good as I am now. Yeah. Because the work isn't so much just regurgitating information. It's being able to understand how to apply it to different people's circumstances Mm. and being able Mm. to spot when something is 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 permeating itself into something else you have to learn how to literally peel off different layers to get to the issue so that so that the person you're working with also gets to see oh this is what i was doing and i covered it with this and therefore it got me here but actually this is the issue yeah right okay so hmm yeah so i'm i'm always i'm always listening to podcasts i'm constantly like researching everything (laughs) (laughs) finding like the best books on everything Mm. um Brene Brown is one of my favorite 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 researchers because she breaks down concepts so well and she and I think her research has allowed me to really understand where breakdowns and connections happen and then that enables you to almost see okay fine if this is where a breakdown happens she she almost explains why things happen and then you have to go a step further you need to go find out okay if this happens how do you remedy that yeah what's the you know Uh, and 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 that's the work right that's the work that um i do so in the beginning i i mentioned i i i don't so i i do talks um i speak quite a bit and I love that because that allows me to engage with a bigger audience and to share a message with more people and I absolutely love speaking but every single time before any um any event that I have to do I literally go through my content and I'm like okay okay this sounds great this sounds great what are people going home with oh at at um at the Cosmo Hustle Summit um, you were great there, by the way. I was there in the audience. <laughs> yeah. I had to make sure that I gave everyone exercises. Because mm. I knew that there's so many speakers on the day. I knew that it was an exciting experience. Mm. So I was so scared of people getting motivated while I'm on stage. And then, and then it ends. Then it ends. Yes. <laughs> and then like, what happen. did she say? Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was great. But But for me, it was very important that... I do exercises with you there and then. And then there's some people who are very shy, who can only 
allow themselves to be vulnerable in a quiet space. You have this to take home. You can reflect after three months. You can see, are my answers still the same? Have I changed? Yeah. Have I grown? Yeah. That's that's what goes through my mind. And not to say that every time I'm going to give people exercises, <laughs> but every time there needs to be something, something, something you walk away with that you can implement, that you can actually think, okay, this is my tool. How do I use it in my life? Yeah. Otherwise, I literally, like, I've done you a disservice. Why Why would you speak? To, why would you go listen to someone for an hour? Why would you pay money? Pay? Why would you pay money? For, for me to make seminar. you feel good. <laughs> I mean, child. <laughs> like, Beyonce does that. Watch Homecoming. Are you crazy? Exactly. <laughs> okay, okay. I love that. Okay, so, um, because you do such, um, such, you're in a very different career space, right? And some that's not common. Yeah. What's What's the biggest uh, misconception about what you do? Um, because <laughs> I'm sure you get a lot of like lot. weird maybe requests or like people think you do something else and they're like you're like no actually that's not what it. Yeah. Like some people think I'm gonna do the work for them, and that's mm. not my job. Do they come to you look like fix me? Like I must fix you. <laughs> This is not Yanla. Save your life. And even Yanla gives you work. Like, the, I think the job of a of a of a any coach or healer or whatever, they're not there to do your work. Mm. They're there to give you what you need to yes. do your work. And the biggest misconception is people thinking like, you'll have your life sorted after one session with me. No. Uh, no, <laughs> like I, 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 no, that's not it, mm. you know. And it gets uncomfortable. I think people. I'm a very honest person. Like sometimes I think too honest, mm-hmm. but that's that's who I am, and I think that's what that's part of the reason why I'm doing this work, and that's yeah. why I think this is my purpose yeah. because. Because if I wasn't this kind of person, I probably would be doing something else. Mm. Um, I need to be able to tell you exactly where you are missing the mark. And you need to be able to hold yourself accountable. And now, because accountability is such a tough and dicey thing, yeah, a lot of people just aren't there for it. They're not ready for it. No, no, they're not ready for it. And that's fine. Um, Mm. I meet people at their stage of development, not mine. Yeah. Okay. And and what what has been what would you say and you can correct the word because I know cool. some people don't like this word mm-hmm. but what has been your biggest failure and what have you learned from it more importantly? Okay. So I know some people don't like to call failures failures. So I'm saying like you can correct the word to how you define these setbacks or you know. Yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> um okay. Look, failure to me is stopping. That's what I've always said. Um, the moment I stop is the moment you fail. And stopping doesn't necessarily mean like if you're selling mixtapes out of your boot and nothing's selling and you stop. Yeah. No, no, no. I think failing means giving up on you, not on what you thought you're going to do. Yeah. We can do so many things. We're multi-talented, layered people. Yes. Right. So that's my definition of failure, um, stopping. Um, so 
haven't failed. <laughs> you haven't stopped. <laughs> you haven't stopped yet. Yes. My biggest, my biggest challenges though have been being self-taught is hard because people gravitate or put accolades at high esteem. Yes. Like when you've got a PhD, mm. now I'm gonna listen to I you. I trust you because I of trust this. you. Yeah. Right. Not not that I've learned. I'm learning from PhD people. No, yes. I need to have a PhD. <laughs> Okay, so that's one of my biggest challenges, and and it's fine. I mean, it's the world we live in. I'm not here to change the world. I'm here to change the world, the world that I can impact. Mm. Um, and I think when we all work that way, we end up changing the world. So that's fine. So how have you overcome this, um, or are you overcoming it? I by learning. Mm. I have to. I have to consistently be better. I have to go above and beyond like I cannot I don't rely on motivation for people to listen to me or people to be interested in me I rely on facts I rely on data I rely on research I rely on um studies and insights Mm. um and that's that's how I'm overcoming I definitely am going to study I think um probably next year I'll be studying psychology um but for now, I'm not stopping. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no title that could stop me. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 I just have to learn. Mm. You know, once I'm done with a book, I need to get on another one. Once I've read something, I need to figure out if there's a different way of looking at it. If, if it has been counted, what's happening in the world of, you know, psychologists? Mm. What are the new studies? Everything, like. If Brene Brown puts out a new book, I'm like, okay, what's in that? (laughs) Literally, like, I have to consistently just be better. Um, And I, and I, and I look, I don't fault people for asking for your credentials because money is precious to people, right? Yeah. If I'm spending money on you, then you need to deliver. So, when you don't have a specific title you almost have to work twice as hard as people with titles just for a door Mm. for a foot in the door and and I I'm not lazy like I'm 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 down for the work because I enjoy the work I love learning I love understanding how people think why do they think this way why would someone choose to put their issues on the internet for strangers to comment on as opposed to go directly to the person who's affecting them. Oh, this is the breakdown in the communication. Oh, maybe this person doesn't know how to put their grievances into words. Oh, maybe this person actually doesn't listen. This person doesn't hold themselves accountable. So this person needs validation from other people to feel like their feelings are valid. Oh, 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 <laughs> right. <laughs> so that's, I think for me, I don't know. I love this work. I, I, I can't see myself not working with people for people, mm. um, for their betterment. Because I think as as you help a person, you help yourself. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's very true. And I, listen, it's crazy. Everything that I learn and teach there's a saying, we teach what we need to learn the most. And, and I am always like, okay, in my life, 
like, yeah, okay, so do I do this? <laughs> Literally, like, I'll, I'll say to my partner, like, okay, when we fight, we need to do this. Oh my gosh. And like, prescribe it, like, this is how you, and he'll be like, you need to calm down. <laughs> or I'll be like, do you think, I am not good at holding myself accountable. <laughs> and, it's a, and it's crazy because when someone's like, yep, and you're like, what? <laughs> so it's it's work and what and 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 it's great that I like I pay so much homage to my partner because he he he's one person who's able to give me the fact without emotion. So they don't get caught up yeah. in, in me being um, offended. So if he says to me, you're not very good at communicating, that means I'm not very good at communicating. He's not attacking <laughs> me, you know? Okay, okay, why am I not good? Where, where does the breakdown happen? Then he'll say, okay, you don't do A, B, C, D. Mm. And I'm like, oh, okay. Then for me, I can go back to like, all my work and I'm like oh okay so I don't okay oh, oh look look at me oh then you can apply all can the apply. yeah and that I think for me makes the work so much more meaningful because it's not things that are foreign and far from me it's yeah. things that I'm applying it's things that I've learned that I've had to learn to mm. apply that I believe work um that I believe are meaningful so yeah I'm not like telling people oh get your life I've got <laughs> no yeah yeah <laughs> okay so I always ask all of my guests mm-hmm. um I tell them that my my favorite quote yeah is be who you needed when you were younger Ooh, right yeah. so yeah. I always ask my guests um if you could go back to your younger self mm-hmm. like at any age mm-hmm. what would you tell young Pimelo Papa Morgan, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> I I think I would just say to her, easy going, girl. Like I I've always been very tough on myself. And I it's not a it's not something I've been able to shake off. Mm. But because now I appreciate the importance of self-care and self-love, mm. I am able to apply self-kindness. Um, I don't think I'm I've I've been very kind to myself growing up. Um, Nothing was ever good enough. Like I'd get an 80 and be like, I should have gotten 85. (laughs) Or I would like look very cute. My mom would make me, would dull me up. and And I would need someone else to say it before I believe it. Yeah. Like I had a very weird sense of self where, you know, when you, don't get me wrong, I didn't have a low self-esteem, mm. but I didn't necessarily have a high one either. I was consistently pushing myself because I thought, you can do better, you can do better, you can do better. And maybe I think that has rubbed off into my work ethic and it has, but it doesn't allow you to appreciate yourself in time. Mm. And I think I would just say, easy going girl, you know, appreciate yourself now in time. You're good. You're actually doing great. You're you're doing great. Like, Mm. smile. Just enjoy it. Enjoy the sun. Mm. Enjoy the sun. Enjoy the sun. (laughs) Okay. Wow. So, thank you so much. Thank you for sharing your story. How can uh, our listeners get in touch with you? Um, Yeah. Social media, your services. So, um, I have done the best thing you can do 
for yourself. Um, and this is Branding 101. Have one handle. <laughs> yes. Make sure people oh. <laughs> find you with one handle. So I'm Pimelo Sikwe. P-H-E-M-E-L-O. Sikwe is S-E-G-O-E, one word. On Twitter, on Instagram. Um, my website is Life with Pemi. And my email address is I think it's Pamela at <laughs> I was like, what is it, girl? <laughs> yeah, you looked at, she looked at me and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's Pamela at Miltribe. All of, all of these details, though, are available on my social media okay. platforms. So and I'll, I'll link some of them as well. Perfect. Yeah. So the easiest way, actually, to reach me is through Facebook. No, ew, through Twitter and Instagram. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's through Twitter. Sorry, guys. No shade to the Facebook community. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, guys. If you like this episode, take a screenshot and share it with us on Instagram or Twitter at SheBrigade. Don't forget to leave us your feedback by giving us a rating and review on iTunes. See you on the next episode. Bye.